0: This is Takeaway Only, a podcast about the hospitality industry in crisis. I'm Howie Kahn, and these are the stories of the people who take care of you. Today's guest is Caroline Glover, chef and owner of Annette in Aurora, Colorado. Annette is more than a restaurant to Caroline. She calls it her home, and running it throughout this pandemic has been heavy. Coming up... Caroline talks about the pride and the pain of cooking food now, why service workers need access to COVID-19 testing, and whether this will be the week Annette finally shuts its doors. We're back tomorrow with an all-new guest. Please hit subscribe so you don't miss it. Stay tuned now for Caroline.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. I know um, we're recording this on a Monday and, and Monday is remains as a chef your, your day off. You've kind of stuck to normal chef practices, even though these are not normal times, but you are running the restaurant right now, which is in Aurora, Colorado from Wednesday to Sunday. Um, and it is both a marathon and a sprint. How are you feeling after the last uh, five days of work?
1: You know, I think it's a mixed feeling. I'm, you know, elated that we've kept it up and, and we have fed people and we've paid employees. Um, but there's definitely a pit in my stomach going forward to the next week. Um, that's kind of how every week goes, it feels like.
0: When we, when we first connected early last week, you were one of the chefs who really first talked to me about how scary it is to go to work and, and the precautions you're taking and, and how setting up now involves the masks, the bleach. So could you tell me and, and our listeners what happens when you go into the restaurant? What is opening up like? What's the process?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's basically, we don't allow any delivery drivers in the restaurant right now. Everything gets dropped outside, but... We go ahead and bleach all the handles, um, every single thing that you can touch. If you're outside the restaurant, that's the first thing everybody does. And then we have this little table that has thermometers, um, ear and mouth thermometers. And we take everybody's temperature right when they get in and then sanitize that. And then masks go on. And um, I have this. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a soap, it's a surgeon soap um, that we use right when we get in, um, wash our hands, get our gloves on, and then kind of get the day started.
0: How many pairs of gloves do you think you go through in a day?
1: Oh my God, a lot. Um, probably at least a pa- like a, a box a day, but I have started reading that you can actually wash the gloves and sanitize them as you would do with your own hands as long as you don't get rips and tears. So that's something we're working on next, um, just because it's expensive. Um, everything that we're doing right now, on top of being 50% less in sales, we're adding on all these extra things. So that's kind of the next step.
0: When you're doing the bleaching and the, the glove putting on and the thinking about sanitizing, what are you feeling when you're doing that?
1: It's depressing. Um, it, it is. I, I feel like, you know, I try to tell myself, like, we're out here, we're doing a good thing, but it weighs on you heavily um, because I'm I'm the mama bear. I'm making the decisions. I'm saying, you know, it's okay to come in while I'm feeling, is it okay to come in? Are we, you know, all these precautions we're taking, these steps we're taking, I think are, are the right thing. But, you know, you have five other people looking at you, Saying, you know, basically saying is this okay? Are we doing the right thing? So I I think it it comes with a lot of weight
0: Does it come down to the fact that your your staff wants to continue to work? I mean, I know these are not unilateral decisions I know nobody I know is telling their staff you better be here, you know Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. We we had a big powwow last night and With a lot of tears, but my my crew that's on right now has been with me since day one Um, So for three years we have worked together um, at Annette, making Annette what she is, and so these five other people want to be here, and I, I don't think we could do it without that crew. Um, it has a very, it's it's emotional, and it, and it has a lot of different feelings to it, but I think, you know, having people there at day one to this kind of new Annette at week three, um, it's, we couldn't do it without them. And I don't think that they would want to not do it. Um, but it's it's an everyday, it's a check-in. Um, and everyday, everybody's on board.
0: You had just said these are all the people who have made Annette what what she is. I'm wondering if you could put that into words. What is, what is Annette? What has your restaurant become? Who is she?
1: Yeah. Um, so she's, I mean, she's basically my home. She's um, the home for a lot of people we have a very open kitchen um, it's a very small intimate restaurant and so these people whether there's cooks um, one is my dishwasher who's been with me since day one who's still with me um, on the ground right now um, general manager bar manager my husband um, i think we've all created this really really um intimate and comfortable place for a lot of our guests and um you know i don't think it's just a dining experience i think it's um it's it's people coming in and feeling comfortable and seeing the same people over and over they've really helped create a home for a lot of our guests
0: your restaurants just over the Denver border, and it's technically in Aurora, Colorado, which is a community with a real history of of trauma that I know is still very palpable. There was a a mass shooting in a movie theater in Aurora, Colorado in July 2012. Do you get a sense that the trauma from that is is popping up again now as this really scary thing starts rolling in?
1: You know, I think it's really interesting. I, I would say like in the last three years, Aurora has been moving so rapidly to getting out of that. Um, There's been so many great things happening. I think we've contributed a lot to the community, um, just in terms of good news and um, national recognition. But I think it is, it's quickly going back. Um, And it's easy to forget the good things. And it's really easy to fall back into a deep hole. So I definitely, I definitely feel that. Um, I think a lot of people in Denver were looking to open restaurants in Aurora. You know, it was, it was kind of becoming, there's a saying Aurora's on the rise. And I, I feel like it's kind of silly, but um, I definitely feel like that has been halted.
0: What's your relationship like with your customers right now? I mean, I, I know there's probably not a lot of time to stop and talk when you're having to be so careful about all the sanitary details, but what is the um, human interaction like these days?
1: So super weird. I I don't see anybody. Yeah. Um, And that's really weird for me because I've always worked the grill every single night and people can come and say hi and and talk to me So that's been the weirdest thing for me Um, My husband and my general manager my bar manager run the food out to cars Um, But now that we're doing contactless um, Nobody's allowed to roll down their windows We put the food on top of their car and then walk away and they get out or you know stick their hand out and grab it so it has been very limited, um, but I have been getting emails from guests um, and we've gotten letters and um, now I've started to recognize cars because we, on my tickets, it comes in with a car and make and model and I'm like, oh, that's, you know, that's David. And so it's, it's a whole different way that you connect now. Um, and I'm also, we have new regulars which is insane. I don't even know what they look like, um, which is a very, very weird thing for me. And, you know, they're like, oh, wait until you meet, you know, so and so. We know them. They've been here 10 times, but you haven't seen them yet. I guarantee you when the door's open, they'll be in. So I feel like there's a whole new crowd out there that I don't even know. And that's a weird feeling.
0: So now it's like you recognize that the guy in the Jeep Cherokee likes extra (laughs) onions on his on his burger.
1: Totally. I'm like, oh, here comes the Volvo. I know that one.
0: What are the emails saying that you're getting?
1: Um, you know, they're they're one or you know they're all really really grateful that we're still open and providing food for the community, um, and a lot of them are <laughs> burger fanatics. Burger fanatics. We have a burger that we never have on our menu, and so a lot of them are, please keep this on when you open. I'm like, mm, maybe. <laughs> but um, it's a lot of just thank you and and thank you for taking the precautions um, that you're taking. I think a lot of people eat at a net that don't eat anywhere else in the city right now um, just because they know how serious we are and how we have been since day one. Um, and so it's, it's just a lot of gratitude.
0: How does this change the action of cooking for you? I mean, you're a professional chef. You've worked in some great restaurants. You have your own great restaurant. You have your way of, of doing things. Cooking is about systems. Mm-hmm. How, do, how does this change that?
1: Yeah, it's, um, it's been really, really hard for me. Um, I'm, I'm a person that doesn't enjoy change that much. Um, right before we started wearing masks two weeks ago, I had a nightmare that we were cooking in masks, and I woke up and I turned to my husband and I said, fuck that if, if mask happen, I'm not cooking because I can't taste as much. And then, you know, the next day we had masks on, we're doing it. Um, it's, it takes more time. It's a lot more thoughtfulness, um, and thinking things through and still making sure we're tasting the food. I mean, I think that's the thing, like at the end of the day, obviously it's always been about safety for us, but this is, to a heightened level. Um, And when you are thinking about safety and then also trying to produce a really great product, it is exhausting. Um, And I find myself at day five just being on edge. And I think that's why we decided we had to take two days off because by the end of five days of taking temperatures and sanitizing constantly, and then also making, you know, wanting the food to be as good as it can possibly be, it just, it's, um, it's grating.
0: Do you take breaks when you're on the line in a way that you didn't before? Do you try to step away, have a breath, cry in yeah. the walk-in, whatever?
1: Absolutely. Um, I never, ever took time. We, I, I'll take that back. When we first opened and at all other restaurants, I never took time to try to eat or sit down. Um I don't, I never took time to sit down, but eating did become a really big thing in our kitchen. Um, I kept hearing us say like, we don't have time to eat. We don't have time to eat. And I freaked out one day a couple of years ago and was just like, we don't have time to eat. Then we need to take something off our plates. Like that's not acceptable anymore. Um, but we never sat down, but now I find myself probably three to five times a day. I'll go outside, take my mask off for a second, you know, kind of get some sun um, maybe sit down and talk with my husband about nothing you know like nothing Annette um but yes that that is a big part of my day now
0: Cooking is really physical always i would I would imagine this has added another layer of physicality. Can you talk to me about what 's going on with the body of a chef during covid nineteen in a restaurant
1: Yes, um, I feel like. I must stand all day just as tense as possible. I mean, I can't describe, I mean, and we're working 10 hours a day, which is very normal. And in the grand scheme of things, probably shorter than a regular day than that for me. Um, But I think that we're all on such edge and um, I can just feel it everywhere. And the two days off I tried to unwind from that, you know, do yoga. I couldn't do that two weeks ago. I was too depressed and too anxious to do anything but try to kind of focus on a net, but um, trying to unwind as much as I can at the end of the night. Um, I take a lot more hot baths, but um, I just, yeah, I think I've never felt so sore but it's not from the long hours. It's from the tense and the weight of, of what's going on.
0: Has the state of Colorado made it any easier to get testing for people who are still working and are still serving the community?
1: No, not at all. And I felt like two weeks ago um, that that should start happening. You know, if they were letting restaurants and, and places stay open, um, we should be the first people to be tested. Um, and so, cause we've created our own quarantine at the restaurant. Um, and I absolutely think that service workers should be getting testing.
0: I think so too. Grocery store employees, anyone still absolutely. working in a restaurant, people delivering and running food anywhere.
1: Yep. Yeah. I was, I don't know why I thought that they were going to do that. I don't, I mean, that was like in the early days. Um, but I definitely thought that that was something that would happen.
0: Um, one of the first things I know you did when you decided to do uh, a carryout service at a restaurant that doesn't, is you called up Brady Williams, who's the chef of Canlis in Seattle, who was one of the first really fine restaurants in the country to get it together in terms of providing this kind of service. Um, you don't know him personally. Describe how that relationship has, has come up and evolved and become really important to you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say Brady has been one of the biggest, um, influencers and, and I mean, he made me, um, make some hard decisions in a way. Um, so basically I think Seattle was probably, we recognized that Seattle was probably two to three weeks ahead of us. Um, and I saw that Canlis was pivoting really fast and creating three different restaurants and, When I first saw that, my first thought was, we don't have those, you know, we don't have the means to do that. Um, We're not, like, canless. But the more I thought about it, I was like, there's got to be something we can do. So I contacted Brady via Instagram, and he immediately responded, gave me his phone number, said, call me. And I got on the phone with him for about, I don't know, I think it was, like, 45 minutes, an hour. And he just fleshed out everything that they were doing. And... Also, he knew of Annette because his brother lives in the neighborhood that Annette's in. And so his brother's been to Annette. So he had a good idea of what our food was like and what we were doing and said, you know, I don't think this necessarily will work for you, but you should look into doing this. Um, And from that, I created a system um, loosely based on canvas, but... I felt like they had really gone through the process and done all the hard thinking and, um, and finding out what worked for them. And even though they hadn't launched it yet, they were launching on Monday and we talked on Saturday. Um, he made me kind of come up with this system on the fly. And in my mind it was going to happen in two weeks. Um, and it happened four days later. So um and it's a relationship i've kept up with you know we we reach out we say how's it going what's working for you um you know they've already changed their system again and gotten rid of the drive through and are doing more take home and delivery and we're actually going to pivot a bit more to that this coming week so i feel like we are kind of following them a, a week and a half behind them
0: so let's talk about the upcoming week you have your monday tuesday now to decompress and to think through what's what's coming up so what are you thinking about going into the next week of this which you know might or might not be your last week of this
1: totally yeah you know and and who even i always tell myself i don't even know if we're guaranteed to start back up on wednesday you know um somebody could get sick you know who knows but um
0: you could get sick
1: I could get sick. Yeah. I'm, you know, my 10 vitamins a day may not hold me over. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, I started mine this morning. I'm like, all right, I have five more to go. Um, but I think this coming week, what we're going to try to start focusing more on is dinner, um, which we have been doing, but we're going to add delivery into it without using a third party system. Um, so we can bring on two more people. Um, it's just, you know, another way to bring in two more people and that they don't have contact with us. So they don't break into the Annette quarantine. You know, we put the food out on our porch, they come and grab it and then they put it on the guest's porch. Um, so that's, we're hoping that that will add a little bit more business so we can not do the lunch thing anymore. Um, we have been asked by some hospitals to provide food. Um, So we would like to focus a bit more on providing food for hospitals during the daytime and dinner at nighttime. Um, Hopefully, you know, if we get a little bit more business for dinner, that that all makes sense. Um, But we'll see.
0: The two people you're going to bring in, are they people who who work for you anyways?
1: Yes. Yeah, there are are um, two other full-time servers that we haven't been able to place yet.
0: So your servers will become deliverers.
1: Yes. Yes, and, the, and, and they'll the, have their
0: own their own mini quarantine outside of your a net quarantine.
1: Yes. Um two of, so we we have a few employees that weren't you know, comfortable coming out of their quarantine and working when we had some positions open up, um, when we had a demand for business and I completely respect and understand that. So this is creating a position for those people um, who we love and want to be with us, um, but respect them and their fear of um, being around other people. So this, this keeps them in their quarantine.
0: What does it mean to you to be working alongside your your husband through this
1: <laughs> it's um it's been really challenging but also really incredible at the same time. Um, you know, we are quarantined together at the house and then we go to work and we're quarantined, but nobody knows me better than him and I feel like, I mean, this is the toughest position I've ever been in my life. I, you know, I said that three years ago when I opened the restaurant and I'm saying that three years later, um, as we're, you know, serving through food through a pandemic. Um, But having somebody there that I trust explicitly is incredible and has allowed me to focus on cooking and him to focus on really the cleanliness of the restaurant and, and loans and, you know, all the other shit that we're trying to figure out and apply for quickly while trying to run a restaurant.
0: My, my wife is my business partner too. Yeah. And so, you know, we're very much in it together and our other partners like family. And I really don't know how we'd be working through this time without that kind of trust and, and relationship.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, I mean, it goes exactly back to having those—all my other employees being with me for three years. I trust them. Um, there's no doubt about that, and I feel like in a moment right now, you have to be surrounded by people you trust, um, or it's we can't do what we're doing.
0: Um, on a, on a lighter note, I'm sure the burger you're suddenly cooking is is very very good. I, I just <laughs> want I just want a burger. So tell me about yours.
1: Yeah, so we we make house made English muffins. Um, we've always done that for brunch. Um, so it's an English muffin burger, which is my favorite type of burger. I think, um, prune does, uh, English muffin burger. I used to live three blocks away from them. So.
0: That's a good burger.
1: Oh, it's so good. And so that I basically, I've always said I make the burger that I always want. I can never get it anywhere. Um, so we use seven X wagyu beef, um, which is a local, um, rancher here. And it's, um, it's a thinner patty. I like thin patties, and then we do um, a house sauce with pickles in it. Um, we are pickle fiends, so um, it has a chow chow house sauce and cheddar cheese and some lettuce, and it's pretty simple, but it is decadent.
0: And normally, and that's not a burger kind of place. It's, no, uh, it's not. <laughs> pretty upscale, wood fired uh, cooking place that has you know garnered you international acclaim.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a burger over wood fire is a game changer. I will say that.
0: <laughs> Our show's called Takeaway Only. I'm wondering, uh, Caroline, what your big takeaway is from the last few weeks, just doing this as a chef, as a human.
1: You know, I think the takeaway is I've always known that humans are adaptable and good. And um, I've seen... It hasn't all been good and not everybody's been adaptable, but, um, seeing my employees pivot overnight, um, and, and making new friends like Brady and, and calling on old friends, um, to help me through this, um, has been a lifesaver, um, I had to call on Akira from Combi and Stephen Satterfield the other day because I didn't know how to fill out the PPP loan and they were more immersed in it. And it was one of these moments of, oh my God, thank you for helping me in 10 minutes um, while I'm driving to the restaurant. So I just, I feel like the community, the restaurant community, I know, I know we're a giving community, but it's gone above and beyond um, through friends, through guests. I think humans are good and um, I'm seeing it every single day. And that's kind of what I'm hanging on to right now.
0: I think you're one of the, one of the best among us, Caroline, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That was Caroline Glover. You can follow her on Instagram at caroglover8, and you can follow Annette at annette underscore scratch to table. Coming up tomorrow, Ashley Christensen. Thank you so much for listening. Takeaway Only is produced by Casey Khan, Rob Corso, and me, Howie Khan, for free time media. Our logo is by Raynald Philippe at B Poles, music by John Palmer. Special thanks to Kristen Millar, Antoine Ricardieu, Raphael Weil, and to the whole team at Welcome. Check out their important community building work at WelcomeConference.org. We're back tomorrow. This is Takeaway Only.